Podcast, hosted by Mike Adamo, 20-year recruiting industry veteran and the number one headhunter in the med device industry. A place for executives at all levels, from recent college graduates to vice presidents to get career advice to help them get where they want to go in the medical device industry. Hi, this is Mike Adamo. Welcome to another episode of the Med Device Talent Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It's been an exciting couple weeks, and it's hard to believe that we are approaching mid-February. Valentine's Day is this week, so now I've dated my podcast, but hey, it's exciting to know where we are and what we're doing. The year is just streaming by, and I am actually doing what I said I would do in terms of hitting YouTube hard, and I just completed another kind of complex edit of a video on how to hire. This one is about employer branding. It's uh, my working title is why would anyone want to work for you? But really, it's how to differentiate your job so people will want to work for you. So if you haven't checked that out, it should be posted by the time that this podcast comes out. So check it out. Today, we're going to talk about strategies for full-time job seekers. So this is coming pretty much directly out of a chapter of my book, This Book Will Get You Hired. And since I was focused about how to hire great people in my YouTube I thought this week I would talk about how to get the job you want. And specifically, this particular episode is about how to look for a job when you don't have a job. This is the emergency preparedness episode. So let's talk about what it is like to be a full-time job seeker. And I prefer to call it a full-time job seeker as opposed to calling it unemployed because, hey, The glass is always half full, and this is an opportunity. And the opportunity is that you have all of the time of your day, the rest of your career, to find the next opportunity. So you're actually a full-time job seeker. You are not unemployed. Your job is to find a job. That's an important differentiator, and it should also help with your strategy and psychology. So first, let's talk about the challenges of being unemployed. So number one, There's a stigma of unemployed candidates. All of the information out there for recruiters and hiring managers is about passive job seekers, not active job seekers or unemployed. The reality is, is that companies feel like they have to sort through a lot of really bad people when they look at unemployed people. And quite honestly, that can be true. However, there are lots of really great people who do not have a job that are great attributes to organizations. So don't let yourself get down. But realize there is a stigma and you're going to need to overcome it. One of the things you can do to overcome it is not appear desperate. So be careful with how you brand and market yourself as you look for a job. But one of the challenges is the stigma associated with being unemployed. The second challenge is around psychology. Being out of work can be depressing. It can really bum you out. Trust me. I spend my career working with people who are looking for a job and working with companies looking to hire. I spend my career in the job market. And guess what? It's tough. You can get beat up. You think something's going to happen, then it doesn't happen. You don't hear back from people for a long time. There's a lot of ups and downs, and it can be psychologically draining. So those are the two biggest challenges that I see is, one, you have a stigma associated with you, and two, it's psychologically draining. So what can we do to overcome this? Number one, you can build a plan. Hey, guess what? There it is again, planning. I think I, I, I actually probably talk about it in every one of my episodes, but we'll have to do a count and maybe one of you folks will actually do a count and find if there's an episode I haven't talked about planning. But planning your unemployment, planning your full-time job search 
is really important. And here's why. Number one, it gives you a, a strategy, right? So finding a job is like any other project that you've executed in your career. You need a strategy to execute this project with a timeline, with a budget, and with an execution plan so you know where you need to be, what you need to do to accomplish your goal. These are all critical components, number one, because they keep you moving in the right direction, and number two, they help you deal with the psychology of being unemployed. If you have a plan, it's easier to go back to that plan and see how you're doing against it than if you're just kind of floating around waiting for each episode in the search process to drive your mood and behavior, right? Because if things go good, you're going to be really excited. You are not going to be like, oh, I'll sit back. I won't do very much because this is going to come through. And then when it doesn't, you're down. And you have to restart. And that's really hard. It's the number one king thing that kills recruiters, kills new recruiters, is because they think something's going to happen that it doesn't happen and they have nothing going on. And you, as a candidate, are basically your own recruiter because you need to take matters into your own hands. If you're not working, it's likely a recruiter is not going to place you. And spending all your time talking to recruiters, although it feels productive, is probably not all that productive. You need to spend your time talking to leaders in your industry, helping to identify and network to find that next opportunity, not hoping some recruiter is going to help you out or you know place you. You are a full-time job seeker. You have more time to focus on your career than any single recruiter because they've got a lot of clients. They've got a lot of things they're doing. They've got a lot of candidates they're talking to, to, and you're only one of them. For you, you're the number one person. So focusing on yourself 100% of your time to find a job is actually a really smart strategy. Don't focus on recruiters. Maybe sometimes they can help, but it's not the number one thing. So back to the plan. So you need to figure out how long it's going to take you to find the right role. So you need to do some market research. Talk to colleagues. That that could be something you find out from recruiters. How does somebody with my background or skills, how long does it take to find a job? So that you have a realistic time frame in mind so you don't get into this to two weeks, get frustrated, and take the first job that comes up. You need to understand how much time it takes. Maybe it's 30 to 60 days. If you're an executive, it could take longer. In general, the higher up you are in the organizational structure, the longer it takes to find a job. And that's simply because of the pyramid phenomenon, right? We all know that there are more jobs at the bottom of the pyramid than there are at the top, right? Each company has how many CEOs? Yep, you guys are math geniuses, one. But how many engineers does a company have at the individual contributor level or new college graduates? Dozens, hundreds, depends on the size, but they have a lot more. So there's a pyramid, right? So if you're a VP, there's going to be less jobs than if you're a manager. And if you're a senior individual contributor, there's going to be more jobs than if you're a manager. So in direct correlation with this is going to be the time it takes you to find a job, right? Because if there's more jobs, it's going to be easier. And if there's less, it's going to be harder. So you need to plan for that and understand how long it will take. Fortunately, your income as you go up in the organization is higher. So hopefully you've been saving and you have more ability to last it out as you look for that next job. And speaking of lasting it out to, as you look for that next job, that's the second thing you need to do. Once you know your timeline, then you need to come up with your budget for your full-time job seeking. So look at your finances, meet with your financial planner, talk to people, about, talk to your spouse about what you can do to manage your finances through this time where you don't have income so you do not become desperate. This isn't about desperation. If you can be smart with your money, you might be able to stretch things for a month or two more and be able to find a job that's 10 or 20% better than the job you find if you desperately look for a job and take the first thing that comes up, right? Look at your lifetime earnings over this course of 6, 10, 12, 
15 more years, if you started out 10% higher and then got raised on that, how much higher would you be? So don't make a decision about short-term finances that impacts your long-term career. Set up your short-term finances so you're able to dedicate adequate amounts of time to your job seeking and you feel comfortable that you have it figured out. And there's lots of options. I'm not going to tell you whether you should go into debt or not, but you know there are things like credit cards. There are things like 401k loans. There are savings for a rainy day. And guess what? If you don't have a job, it is a rainy day. So you might have to tap into your savings. So just think about it. Talk to your financial planning person and figure out a plan that works for you works with your risk tolerance to allow yourself adequate time to find a job and don't become desperate because of finances unless you are desperate because of finances and then do what you need to do to survive. So the next step in strategery is going to be developing your search strategy. So now that you've figured out how long this is going to take and how much money you're going to need, you're actually going to need to develop your strategy to find a new job. I'm going to give you a hint. Pick up a copy of my book, This Book Will Get You Hired. It is a book about job searching strategy. If you don't want to do that and don't want to spend the $2.99 on Kindle or the $9.99 for a paperback book, or I don't even know how much it is, but you can even get it on audiobook, you can find tons of free resources on my website, on my podcast, and from lots of other folks telling you how to find a job. Now, advice that's free may not be the best advice, but you are an educated consumer because you listen to this podcast, so figure it out. But at the end of the day, my advice is you're going to find your next job through networking. There are amazing tools available to you through LinkedIn, other social media platforms to allow you to speak to, connect with, communicate, send smoke signals to people in your industry working in the space you want to work. So what you're going to do to find your next job is you're going to talk to people and get advice. Don't talk to people and ask about a job. I am sick and tired of getting these dumb emails from people, and they're not going to get anything out of it. I'm wondering if you hire blah, blah, blah. No, it's a yes or no question. I always respond to emails and questions that say, hey, I'm looking for some advice. I'm trying to move forward with my career, identify the next opportunity. Is there anything you can do to help me? Or what should I be doing? So if people ask me open-ended questions for advice... I'm more likely to respond to them. If they ask me just to help and I don't know them, hmm, how likely am I to do that? Maybe. And that's just me, right? I'm being a caricature caricature for all the people you're going to speak to in the industry. And you need to be asking for advice and help and networking and not just, I need a job. Speaking of which, do not put on your LinkedIn, actively looking for next job, desperately unemployed. Remember what the stigma is of unemployed people. Invest time in developing a high-quality LinkedIn profile that markets your skills and experience and be truthful about your employment status, but don't wear it on your sleeve. Would you pick the girl at the dance or the boy at the dance that had the shirt that said, desperate, you would think stalker, desperate stalker. Don't become a desperate stalker. It's the risk of being unemployed. So develop your search strategy. Then get active. Start implementing your strategy, right? Go out there and network. Talk to people. Use the strategy that I've laid out here. This isn't a podcast about networking, but go and find some information so you can develop your networking strategy and implement it. 
you should also be constantly building activity. So the next thing I want to talk about is managing the ups and downs of the job search. So in the beginning of this podcast, we talked about how it can be an emotional roller coaster. My advice to you is always be putting in deposits into your search process. Think about yourself as a salesperson, right? So good salespeople know that they always need to be adding prospects into their pipeline. No matter how close they are to closing a deal, they're always adding new prospects. So you constantly need to be networking and identifying new opportunities and new people to speak to, no matter how far you are down on the job search process until you have an offer that you've accepted and you've started. What people tend to do that creates a lot of ups and downs is they get a great networking plan. They start talking to people. They identify a few opportunities. They start having some interviews and they do nothing else. They decide to take a break. And that's fine. Taking a break is important. In fact, we'll talk about that and managing the ups and downs. But you need to consistently be networking and building new opportunities at the early stage while you're going through the early stages of interviewing and the late stages of interviewing so that you don't have as many disappointments. If you only have two opportunities and you decide just to focus on those, interview, prepare, get ready, and then you don't get an offer, you got to go back out. You have nothing going on. You got to start from fresh. How depressing is that? See, if you had spent 70% of your time on focused on those interviews and 30% on sussing out some new things, you might actually have some new interviews going on right after you didn't get that job. How much better would you feel? So use momentum and activity to drive results. Speaking of balancing out your life while you're looking for a job, think about this as an opportunity. So a lot of people get super stressed out and 100% focused, and that's great. However, this is also a time to enjoy a little bit. So as part of your strategy, find an opportunity to do some things you would never be able to do. How many times in your life are you going to have you know, two, three months off where, yes, your job is looking for a job, but you have ultimate flexibility? Get better at golf. Do that home improvement you needed to do. Remodel that bathroom. Do something that you're going to feel proud that you achieved during this time so that you have another outlet, so that you can balance out the time that you have off and find things that you're going to enjoy. Go for more walks. Lose that weight. Do some more exercise. Spend more time with your family. Incorporate into your strategy for job searching and being a full-time job seeker some balance so that you can enjoy that time because you're not going to get it back. And honestly, the other thing is it'll allow, if it takes three months for you to look for a job, It'll allow you to enjoy that time better instead of being just a stressed out basket case. So here are a few more tips straight from my book. Track your activity. So come up with a spreadsheet that, that captures how many people you're reaching out into your networking. What are they saying? How many opportunities have you identified? How many interviews do you have going on? How many resumes have you sent out to people? Develop a routine. Find a schedule that works for you. Don't just let job searching happen. Go out, open up your calendar, whether you use Outlook or Apple or whatever calendar you use, or a piece of paper, or a folio, a planner thing. What are, I don't remember what those things are called. Get your Palm Pilot out and write down your plan for each week so that you have a schedule you can follow and that at the end of the week, you will feel like you accomplished something, even if, which is kind of common in job searching, some weeks you'll feel like you accomplished nothing. If nothing else, you accomplished getting your plan done and feel proud that if you get your plan done consistently, week over week, you will find a new opportunity. Enjoy your life. We talked about this a little bit, so I won't beat a dead horse. So um, that's my final strategy and kind of overview towards if you're full-time job seeking, some ideas that you can implement to help you manage the process and manage yourself. 
Um, if you have any questions, reach out to me via email through LinkedIn or post a, uh, a comment on this podcast. I hope you're having a great day and I look forward to continuing to help you meet your career goals. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of this podcast.